I want to start off with the title this morning, The Light of the World. John chapter 8, verse 12. Then Jesus again spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. John chapter 1, verse 1 through 12. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the, he was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him. And apart from Him, nothing came into being that had come into being. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There came a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came to as a witness to testify about the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. There was the true light, which coming into the world enlightens every man. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believed, believe in his name leads us to point one. Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, it says God created light, and there was light. That's the first thing that he created in the six days of creation was light, the physical light. But Jesus himself has been there since the beginning with God. He's the light to mankind. He is the light for us to know God to have a relationship with God the Father, to be saved from the darkness, from our own sin. Jesus is the light of the world. John chapter 8, verse 12 again. Then Jesus again spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. John chapter 12, verse 44 through 50. And Jesus cried out and said, He who believes in me does not believe in me, but in him who sent me. He who sees me sees the one who sent me. I have come as a light into the world so that everyone who believes in me will not remain in the darkness. If anyone hears my sayings and does not keep them, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my sayings has one who judges him. The word I spoke is what will judge him at the last day. For I did not speak on my own initiative, but the Father Himself who sent me has given me a commandment as to what to say and what to speak. I know that His commandment is eternal life. Therefore, the things I speak, I speak just as the Father has told me. Jesus as the light of the world. I was... Um, got to go on a vacation about a month ago to sisters and go explore in a lava cave about a mile in. And it, of course, it takes a mile to get back out. But it was an awesome experience. And when we were going in, they had this where you could rent some lights. And it cost five bucks. I was cheap. I didn't rent them. And I got my own little wimpy little light. And uh, we got to explore this cave. My light was nothing compared to those rental lights, by the way. 
those rental lights, you can shine that thing, and it showed so much through that darkness of that cave. It was bright and impactful. My little light was limited. Um, anyway, my, uh, my children um, wanted to have flashlights, and they would swing them around, and so we adults typically held them so we could see where we were going. But my son Jackson, he has these lights on his shoes, and uh, he stomps his feet, and they light up, and he likes that a lot. He loves wearing them. At church, sometimes it's a little distracting because he runs down the hallway when it's dark, and it's like, oh, there goes Jackson. Anyway, uh, we're cave exploring, and we're experiencing this, and I just found it amazing um, just how powerful light is. And we were with another family, and the mom of the other family decided, let's turn off all the lights and see how dark it actually gets. And it took some time because there was any light that was from another group of people traveling through this cave, we could see that light. And so we finally got it where we couldn't see nothing. It was pitch dark. Well, Jackson didn't like it, so he stomped his feet and lights flashed for a little bit. And it's amazing, those little lights, how bright they shone. Jesus is the light of the world. He came into the light. He came into the world so that he can be the light for God's fulfillment. You and I, just like in that cave for me, if we are not in the light, we're in the darkness. And we need to come to that point accepting Christ. I was eight when I did, and I'm in the light. I don't know where you stand. But since I have accepted Christ, and I know many of you have, point two, I want to jump to that. We are to dwell in the presence of the light. We are to seek out Christ in our everyday life through reading His Word and applying it to our lives, through prayer and private and corporate, through worship, glorifying, praising Him, thanking Him for all that He's given us, seeking Him and having fellowship with our brothers and sisters in Christ, building one another up. Psalms 56.13 For you have delivered my soul from death, indeed my feet from stumbling, so that I may walk before God in the light of the living. Psalms 89.15 Happy are those who hear the joyful call to worship, for they will walk in the light of your presence, Lord. Wow. And then I want to continue on. Uh, we need to seek God and literally be in His presence Luke chapter 10, verse 38, 42. Now as they were traveling along, Jesus and His disciples, He entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed Him into her home. She had a sister called Mary, who was seated at the Lord's feet, listening to His every word. But Martha was distracted with all of her preparations, and she came up to Him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister... Do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then tell her to help me. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things, but only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Dwelling in the presence of Jesus cannot be taken away from you, and it cannot be taken away from me. So give him you. He, that's what He wants. Just you in a quiet place in time with just you and Him. Sometimes we get distracted on, oh, if I do this and do that for God, 
God says, I just want you, no matter where you are, dwell in my presence here on earth. Dwell with me. Know the light. Leads us to point three. Jesus calls us to be the lights. Lights that are to be seen. So shine brightly for the glory of God. Acts chapter 13, 47. For so the Lord has commanded us, I have placed you as a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the end of the earth. Luke 8, 16 through 18. No one lights a lamp and hides it in the clay jar or puts it under a bed. Instead, they put it on a stand so that those who come in can see the light. For there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open. Therefore, consider carefully how you listen. Whoever has will be given more. And whoever does not have, even what they think they have, will be taken away from them. Luke chapter 11, verse 36-33. No one lights a lamp and puts it in a place where it will be hidden or under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand so that those who come in may see the light. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eyes are healthy, your whole body also is full of light. But when they are unhealthy, your body is also full of darkness. See to it then that the light within you is not darkness. Therefore, if your whole body is full of light and no part of it is dark, it will be just as full of light as when a lamp shines its light on you. We need to examine ourselves and to place the light of Christ as the center of our lives. We need to say, where, God, do you need to work on me as an individual to make sure that I have you as the center of my life in every aspect of what I think, what I say, and what I do. That way the light of Christ may shine brightly to those around me. I want to share one of my journal entries from almost 16 years ago. And I'm not going to read it word to word, but it's about fear. And it's about kind of darkness and lonely. When I think about those that haven't accepted Christ, I've got to recall back when I hadn't known Christ for myself. The desire to want it to be belong somewhere. The desire to, to be fulfilled. The desire to be forgiven. The desire to be accepted exactly for who I am. And know that God loves you exactly where you are at. The prodigal son gives us an excellent example of the Heavenly Father. When he saw his son returning, his arms were open wide and he ran to greet his son to embrace Him. But thinking back before I knew God for myself, I want to read this to you. When I was a child, I had a great fear. My fear was a normal thing for a child of my age. I was afraid of the dark and what might be in it. I recall one particular night. I believe I was around the age of nine. I remember my parents had told me to go to bed, and that alone scared me. Not that I didn't like sleeping, But I didn't like walking all the way downstairs, through the rec room, and down the dark, scary hallway. And I had asked my sisters to go with me. Each of them had told me no. The hallway was not at least a short one at all. It was so long and scary at night. For you never know what might get you in the dark when you're all alone. Alone. That's what I was feared the most while I'm in the dark. 
alone is a very lonely and scary place to be. I think I recall asking each of my siblings to join me, but they did not. So, alone I went. And as I went, I began to sing. And not sing in a nice, quiet voice, but in screaming and screaming loudly some voice so that the things in the dark would be more scared of me than I of them and that if my singing suddenly stopped, my family would know that the things in the dark had finally gotten me. But the things never got me, for I stand here today to tell you this story. But I must ask, what about tonight? I think about the things in the dark. I think back on the vacation with my family in that cave. If all I knew was that cave in the dark, I would be missing so much from that trip. I wouldn't experience the fullness of that cave, the beauty of exploring those lava caves. A light showed me, showed me what was around me. And when I think about Christ as the light, as I think about us to be lights to a dark world, we need to be attractive. We need to be um, appealing to those around us that they would be drawn to Jesus Christ, that they would want that for themselves. That leads us to four. Let the light of Christ shine so that the lost can see Christ in you. Let the light of Christ shine so that the lost can see Christ in you. God's desire is that as we shine the light of Christ, He would use us to bring the lost to Him. That they would see God working in our lives because of Christ in us and want it for themselves. There are many times that I don't shine that light correctly. There are many times I fail. But here's the amazing thing in that process. Christ, Jesus Christ, never fails to use you if you let Him. Jesus Christ never fails to use you if you let Him. He never fails, period. And He wants to use you. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. John chapter 3, verse 16 through 21. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but the people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that they have done what they have done has been done in the sight of God. First John 8 
First John 2, 8 through 12. On the other hand, I'm writing a new commandment to you, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. The one who says he is in the light and yet hates his brother is in the darkness until now. The one who loves his brother abides in the light and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But the one who hates his brother is in the dark, darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. I'm writing to you, little children, because your sins have been forgiven you for his name's sake. We are to forgive and to love as God has forgiven us and loves us. Even though we're unperfect in that, God is perfect in that. We're to demonstrate God's love to all those around us. The lost, the prodigals, our brothers and sisters in Christ, we are commanded to love as God has, to forgive as God has, to let our light shine so that others may see, to let the light of Christ shine so it's clearly evident that you are choosing God as your Lord and Savior. And then point five, pray for the sinners in need of a Savior. Pray for them, each and every one of them. Praying, always be praying for others. Pray and pray with others for them. I don't know about you, but there are many times I go before God in prayer, wanting something so badly, holding on to it for so long. And God says, no, let it go to me. I wrestle so much with God, with the youth that I work with, with individuals God's got in my life, that I want them to come to God, that I want them to return to God, that I want them to seek God. I can't change them. I can't save them. No matter what I try to do or say, I'm not the one that does the work. It's Christ in me who does the work. That means I have to dwell in the light. That means I have to examine myself in the light. That means I need to let my light shine brightly. And that means I need to pray for those that God brings into my life. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3-6. through 6. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, in whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus as Lord, and ourselves as your bondservants for Christ's sake. For God who said, Let light shall shine out of darkness, is the one who shone into our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Romans 5.8 But God demonstrates His own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We are not to forget that. All of us were born as sinners. Christ died for us. God loved us before we even recognized who He is. And He loves all those that He brings into our lives. He loves the world. We know that. The world is held captive by Satan. It's a spiritual warfare that we are in. Let us not deny that at all. We are to go, God, I've been holding on to this. I'm letting it go before you. Literally saying, these are your people. These are your children. These are your loved ones. This is your family. These are the people you brought into my life and they're yours. Your will be done in their lives. And I want them to come to know you. I want them to experience you. I want to be used by you, God. 
more importantly, I want them to experience your presence. John chapter 1, verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not com- comprehend it. John 12, 46. I have come as a light into the world so that everyone who believes in me will not remain in darkness. Everyone who believes in Christ, Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, will not remain in the darkness. If we have accepted Christ, we are no longer in the darkness. Now our desire is to let our light shine in such a way that others may see that and want Christ for themselves. This is our mission. This is our our purpose as the bride of Christ now. To reach out to the lost. To reach out to the prodigals. To encourage our brothers and sisters in Christ to shine their lights as brightly as possible for Christ and for God's glory. In Acts chapter 26, verse 18, to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the dominion of Satan to God and that they may receive forgiveness of sin and an inheritance among those who have been sanctified by faith in me. That should be our prayer. Acts 26, 18, to open their eyes that they may see God for themselves, to set the captives free from Satan's hold, and let them be free to live a life for God. That they may recognize forgiveness of their sins and recognize that they have an inheritance here on earth of knowing God and an inheritance of eternal life, heaven, and being sanctified by Christ. So when we pray for others, we need to ask God to free them through His Son, Jesus Christ. We need to let them go to God in prayer. And I want to continue on with chapter, uh, point six. Be wise and faithful in sharing the light of Christ to the, all those around you. Be wise and faithful in shining the light of Christ to all those around you. The people that God's brought in, into your life, into my life, that's not by accident, that's not by chance. That's by divine purpose. God intends to use you as an individual in their life to plant the seed of the gospel, to let your light shine brightly that they may be attracted to Christ and want, it for the, want Christ for themselves. God intends to use you. Will you let Him? We need to be wise and faithful in everything we do in honoring God so that the light of Christ can shine brightly. We need to ask God for discernment on how to pray for others and wisdom in His Word in everything that we do and say and how we build up others, how we encourage them. Philippians chapter 2, verse 14 through 16. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run in vain, run or labor in vain. Continue on. Fight the good fight, shining the light of Christ to those around you. Proverbs 4, 18. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter. I want to say, and brighter until the full 
day. Our light for Christ. We're a work in progress. God's working on us. He's changing us. It means the light of Christ should be increasing throughout our life. If we're taking the time to dwell in His presence, growing in our fellowship with Him, that light's going to increase and increase and increase until the full day. For that to continue to grow, we need to take this commandment seriously in our everyday walk. John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Not just love for our brothers and sisters in Christ. Not just love for the prodigals. Not just love for the lost. But love for all that God brings into our life. God intends to use you. He intends for the light of Christ in you to attract the lost to Him. But if we're taking that light and saying, no, I'm going to hide it. I'm not going to admit that I'm following Christ. I'm not going to admit that I love this person exactly for who they are because that's the way God loves them. God doesn't love the sin that they do, but He loves the individual. Think back of you Examine yourself before God and go, when I was in the dark, what drew me to the light? With every individual, it's going to be different. That's the remarkableness of seeking and knowing God for yourself. Christ is the light. He's the one and only way to God. We are to shine that as brightly as possible with God's help. I want to encourage you with one more verse. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16. You, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Let your light shine brightly for the glory of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before You and we praise You because Your Son, Jesus Christ, is the light of the world. Thank You for what You do in our lives and what You're doing and what You will do in our lives. We ask for endurance and wisdom in living for You so that others may see You and come to know You for themselves. We lift up everyone that we know to You and we release them to You, God, and ask that You reveal Yourself to them. Help us to be lights to all those that You bring into our lives. Thank You for loving us. We love You. In Jesus' name, all God's children said, Amen.